How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the MMA Frequency. Coming at you on April 20th, 2022. Uh, normal day. Nothing to note about that date. Uh, let's get right into it. Last week, we covered uh, Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad. That event uh, happened last weekend. There's egg on my face, but we'll get into that. Uh, I'm also still apologizing to Aljamain Sterling, as is Robert Whitaker, and Jorge Masvidal is still going to jail, everybody. Uh, let's take a look at the results from the weekend. It was a decent card. Better than I expected for the uh, name quality of uh, all the fights. And, you know, I was slagging off this card, sighing, crying, gnashing my teeth. It wasn't terrible. Uh, let's go into it. Opener was uh, Haley Alatang versus Kevin Kroom. And uh, I watched uh, some of the tape on Alatang, and I was telling you guys that this kid, he looks like he's uh, really got something. And in, uh, he flatlined Kroom in under a minute. Great quick hook for the uh, KO knockdown and then TKO. Uh, that looks like it might be it for Kevin Kroom's uh, UFC career, sadly. But Haley Alatang is going to get some, uh, probably a bump up in a competition next. That's, that's interesting. Uh, we discussed Hafa Garcia and Jesse Ronson, the uh, former Jungle Fight champion, Hafa Garcia. Uh, Garcia was deducted a point in the uh, end of the second round because of an illegal knee. Uh, lovely, boy howdy. And he responded by uh, seconds after the fight was restarted, choking uh, choking Ronson out with a rear naked choke. So uh, you love to see it, folks. Love to see a steroid cheater. Bigger cheats than uh, legal knee cheats, I think, in my book. So you still do love to see it. Uh, the other next fight that I watched... Oh, Drakkar Close uh, wiped the floor with Brandon Jenkins. I wasn't watching that fight, but uh heard it was really, really good. Uh, the next fight I watched was Panny Kinzad versus Lena Landsberg. And uh, once again, I would like totally brushed over this last time, but uh, that, this fight was super intense. I really enjoyed it. It was really high activity from... Uh, Panikins had really bloody too. Lena Landsberg kind of got jacked up by the end of the fight. Great fight. Uh, Devin Clark moving up in weight was successful in his first out after some early adversity. I was kind of kind of surprised because uh, William Knight was laying it in thick in uh, the first and second round, getting up on the cage, uh, throwing hooks recklessly, trying to trying to close the show and get him out of here. But uh, Devin Clark went to the wrestling in the uh, third round and scored a great KO off the break. Uh, knocked him down on the fence and uh, got the win. So recovered from his little skid there. Good for him. Uh, Munir says fought. He did get a replacement fight, which uh, he beat the uh, guy that uh, came in to replace uh, EZS. So that was good for good for him. Good for him. Uh, Pat Sabatini fought TJ Laramie. This one was a uh, a whooping. Uh, Pat Sabatini looked really, really impressive here. And TJ Laramie was dangerous. TJ Laramie was game. Uh, the first round was pretty equal with uh, Laramie scoring a takedown and Sabatini also scoring a takedown. The striking was uh, very sharp on uh, behalf of TJ Laramie. But the key was the ground control. Aljamain Sterling-esque from Pat Sabatini. Uh, as soon as he managed to get the takedown... He managed to get the uh, backpack, got that body lock in, and spent basically all of the second and third round 
uh, squared up on his uh, back and upper shoulders, raining down punches from the sides. So the second round was a 10-8 because uh, he, yeah, 17-1, uh, 30-26 on every scorecard because that second round was brutal, man, brutal. I mean, he was making it rain for about four minutes on the back of this guy's head. Very, very, very impressive performance from Pat Sabatini. Uh, next was uh, Andre Fialo and Miguel Baeza. Uh, Baeza, great shout, great fight, but uh, could not uh, bring it home with him. Uh, very sad. Kind of a fan of the guy. But uh, Fialo, oh, Fialo ripped him up uh, with a four uppercut combo. Got him in the clinch at the end of the first round and just laid into him over and over and over again. And uh, that was basically the end. Beza stumbled around a little bit, but uh, Fialo closed it out. So uh, Beza's three fights skid now, but Fialo was one and one in the UFC. Really interesting to see who they're going to uh, matchmake those guys with in the future. The main event, oh, I forgot, Huggy Bear. Uh, the main event, or this co-main event, ended in the exact same way as uh, the Huggy Bear fight did. Uh, Chris Barnett was apparently getting a, the crapping out of him, and the uh, Martin Boudet uh, elbowed Barnett in the back of the head, and he couldn't keep going. It was in the third round, so they went to the technical, uh, the technical decision, and uh, Boudet won the fight. And the exact same thing happened in the co-main event. It was a uh, Kyle Barello versus a uh, Gadzi Omar, Omar Gadziev, and uh, Barello was winning. It was a really good fight, and. Uh, at the end of the third round, just blasts the guy with an illegal knee. He's got one hand down against the cage, and he just reared back and domed him. So two fights on this card ended by a technical unanimous decision, which maybe this is a new strat. Maybe it's a new MMA meta. If you're winning, just do a uh, legal strike so bad it ends the fight, and they'll uh, score the fight early for you. That's pretty smart. Uh, more people, They should try and do that in the title fights. Looking at you, uh, John Jones. <coughs> uh, on to the main event. Bilal Muhammad beat Vicente Luque by decision. Uh, this was not the best fight in the world. And I have to say, as a Luque fan and a Luque better, I will uh, reveal my financial uh, stakes in this match. I was uh, deeply, deeply disappointed, but you got to give props to Bilal. The cardio, the cardio during Ramadan was absolutely amazing. Looked fresh, fresh in the uh, fifth round as he did in the first round. The lateral movement was throwing Luque off a lot, really moving, even though uh, Luque was pressuring and moving him up on the fence, Bilal was always going side to side. He was always on his bike, always making Luque follow him, which uh, definitely threw off his game in terms of like throwing combinations and stuff. But I feel like there was absolutely... Since they had, there was absolutely hesitancy there. Uh, when you're down at least three rounds in the fifth and you're still backing this guy up onto the cage, uh, why are you not pushing forward? Why are you not emptying the gas tank? Because I understand not being afraid to push forward because of the takedown threat. But if you're in the fifth round and you've lost the fight, just swing on him. Uh, Luke had one good round in the fifth, cracked Bilal a few times, and yeah, Bilal was on ice skates. Uh... But the wrestling, it was the wrestling that really uh, stopped Luque from being able to do that. So the improvements in the wrestling game for Muhammad really came in clutch here. 
His takedown game is great. Really unorthodox entries every time. And Luke defended. I think Bilal went like 50% on takedowns, but he still scored one in every round. So very, very impressive. But uh, I simply just don't think his top game is where it needs to be. Uh, his ground and pound is not that dangerous. And, I, yeah, I saw people praising, oh, Bilal dominated him on the ground. Bilal's top control was unbelievable. But I, 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 Luke was just kind of didn't have much urgency. But every time he got taken down, he did get up with little to no damage. Uh, every time he turned to his knees to stand, Bilal didn't uh, take his back. Bilal didn't transition. Bilal didn't try to slap on a submission. Uh, no, Luke just stood up. Uh, <laughs> and didn't really take much damage off of his takedown. He just gave up like a minute and a half of control time in each round to Bilal. So, I just don't think it is. I don't think his grappling is where you need to be in the elite of the division. Uh, Bilal was not passing guard either. Uh, he got into side control once. Didn't really do anything with it. But uh, imagine, imagine Bilal trying to, to, to lay on Hamzat Shemaev for five rounds like that. Uh, imagine Bilal trying to lay on Burns for five rounds like that. Or Colby. Bilal called out Colby after the fight. Very good call out. Uh... Always love to try and see people take a crack at that guy, even if he is uh, frustratingly good. Uh, if Bilal loses, hopefully he doesn't, you know, uh, attack him. Ideally. Ideally. Uh, but it was a great fight by Bilal, but Luke definitely did a lot to lose that fight for himself as well, I have to say. Uh, man, just very, very disappointing watching that... Uh, that blimp go down for a five straight round. Whoops. Really. Eh. 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 Sucks. But, uh, Blal's going to get a, a top five fight next. We'll see how that goes for him. Hopefully they match up Luke with some, uh, other guy in the top 10, top 15 that he can just wipe the floor with real quick and get back into contention because I really like uh, the way he fights. Other than that, we had Bellator last weekend, uh, AJ McKee versus Pitbull. I only watched the uh, two title fights, uh, Corey Anderson versus uh, Vadim Nemkov. I simply have to laugh. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Bellator. Bellator. Bellator gonna Bellator. It's the rule. It's the law. They're always gonna do it. <sighs> Corey Anderson came out, was doing really good against Nemkov too. Nemkov uh, took the first round, but uh, Anderson started taking him down. He was grappling him pretty good in the second and third rounds. Uh, wasn't that active, but, you know, doing what he needed to do to win the fight, win the belt, and then he headbutts the guy. Not an intentional headbutt, completely unintentionally. They both, uh, while Nemkov was trying to move his head on the ground, they both smacked into each other. Uh, this happened three seconds before the end of the round, and Nemkov gets gashed open like a horror movie uh, victim. Huge, huge cut in his head. There's no way this dude can continue, but if it's three seconds left in the round, if the round had ended, three rounds is the cutoff for uh, technical decisions in Bellator. So if he had ended the round, if they had just gotten to the end of the round... The fight would have gotten scored 
as it was, just like the two uh, fights from the UFC card this week, uh, this weekend. But they didn't. So they had to rule it no contest. And they couldn't score the fight. So Nemkov remained champion. But their light heavyweight Grand Prix, the Grand Prix title, vacant. The Grand Prix reward, vacant. Nobody gets a million dollars. And the bracket is still intact. They showed the, the graphic. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Because it was just Anderson and Nemkov. It was the exact same graphic they showed before the fight. Carny ass bullshit. I mean, they say that pro wrestling uh, was was one of the uh, you know kind of like the genetic ancestors, the uh, the roots of uh, mixed martial arts. In that case, Bellator is a crow magnon because this is the carniest of all carny companies. There's always some low blow, always some some no contest, always some disqualification, always some garbage judging. I mean, it, uh, it's hysterical. I, you you just have to laugh. You just have to laugh. <sighs> I mean, no no Grand Prix winner. Come on, man. And then Anderson was talking about how he's the best light heavyweight in the world after he <laughs> got himself into a no contest by accident. I just, just, just maybe, maybe save that talk about uh, does Dana White regret cutting you for 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 after the rematch against Nemkov, pal? Christ, the main event: uh, Patricio Pitbull versus AJ McKee. I didn't preview this fight. McQuee, McKee, <laughs> McQuee, McKee wiped the floor with a pit bull in their last fight. So uh, I didn't know that a pit bull is 5-0 in rematches coming into this fight. Now he's 6-0 in rematches because uh, pit bull shut down McKee's game. I mean, really interesting fight. I saw pit bull did enough to take it. Some people were claiming robbery, like 49-46 pit bull. I don't know about all that. Uh McKee or Pitbull clearly took the third with the uh, stumble uh, and the uh, guillotine. There were a few rounds that I mean, McKee was all over him in the grappling in the fifth, but standing up, uh, Pitbull was more active in most rounds. Uh, it looked like he kind of uh, neutralized McKee to a degree, and a lot of people were very angry about the decision. I should probably go back and watch the full fight again because I thought it was really interesting, but I was a uh, kind of in and out, but I would say right now, a trilogy between these two guys, uh, unless McKee goes to the UFC, inevitable, and and if <laughs> McKee goes to the UFC, I think we can say now pretty much for certain that no, uh, he would not be the guy to beat Volkanovski, talking a, 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 a ridiculously big game. Uh, I think he's going to go to the UFC anyway, but a trilogy between these two guys would be interesting. I think McKee heads straight to the UFC before that happens, though. And Pitbull uh, gets to be king of the Bellator featherweight division once again. All's well as it ends well, I guess. Uh, let's take a take a look at the news. Uh, a decently sized item dropped basically right after I uh, stopped recording last time. Uh, they're uh, not renewing Cowboy Oliveira's uh, contract. Not Cowboy. Uh, Alex Oliveira, whose nickname is also Cowboy, Cowboy Throne, he's still in the company, uh, makes sense. Uh, Oliveira was on a terrible, terrible skid uh, before he got cut. Uh, 
I believe his last loss was to Kevin Holland, but uh, he dropped a bunch of other fights in between. Uh, yeah, yeah, he went out 0-4, lost to a Shavkat, lost to Randy Brown, Nico Price, Kevin Holland. Uh, like the, the best win he picked up recently was Max Griffin off a split decision. And lost to Mike Perry. He was... Yeah, two two and seven in his last nine. I completely understand why the UFC didn't renew his contract. Uh, another loss to the roster, though. Uh, Ali Abdelaziz announced that Marlon Moraes is retiring, which uh, kind of a bummer, but uh, I didn't really expect much else because Moraes also went out uh, like one and six. Uh Lost to Cejudo for the title and then went on a crazy skid. Beat Aldo in a very questionable decision, but lost. <sighs> Poor guy lost like four straight fights by a ridiculous KO. Uh, lost to Sandhagen, quick turnaround, knocked out by Font. Then uh, took a decent break. Basically threw a fight to Marab Davishvili. And then uh, came back in against Song Yidong and got knocked out on the feet. So... Uh, I mean, legend before that, uh, you know, beat guys like Dotson, Asunsao, uh, Jimmy Rivera. His win over Aljamain Sterling looks uh, even better in hindsight. But, uh, yeah, this guy, uh, absolute legend of the bantamweight division. Uh, probably not a first ballot UFC Hall of Famer, but they're going to induct him for sure. And uh, is a great career, Marlon. Uh Good for you, man. Other items on the agenda for this week. Uh, <laughs> oh, this one was pretty funny. Uh, Dana White put a uh, pause, just a, just a pause on uh, Henry Cejudo's dreams of walking back into a UFC title shot. In an interview with TMZ, he uh, called Henry still, still retired and said that uh, playing around on Instagram isn't uh, what you do to get a title shot, which, I mean, for once, I kind of do agree with the tomato. But I wouldn't be surprised if... When Cejudo enters the testing pool, they do still uh, hotshot him for a Volkanovski fight. Uh, as well, in a different interview, Dana White also low-key confirmed a uh, Stipe Miocic versus uh, John Jones fight. He said that uh, he's looking for John Jones to be back uh, sometime this summer. John Jones also said that he would be targeting this summer for a return. And uh, when they uh, asked Stipe what he meant and uh, who he would be looking at, uh, they asked him about Stipe Miocic, and he said that, yeah, Stipe was a good fit for John Jones. So that would be a great, great fight. I mean, ah, man, I think Jones takes it. But, you know, if the Stipe Miocic of uh, 2017 was fighting, uh, it might be a different story. I just don't know uh, what Stipe still has in the tank, especially... I think he's like almost 40 now, and it's been a full year since his uh, loss to Nganu. Fingers crossed if they fight, it'll probably just be a uh, banger. Fingers crossed. Uh, last news item for the week. Uh, Jake Paul continues to call out Michael Bisping. Uh, Bisping said before the uh, Ben Askren fight that Jake Paul's people reached out to him first, and uh, but very, very quickly moved on to Askren. Uh, Jake Paul still calling out uh, Bisping on Twitter. Bisping firing back in the 
fistfiendest of ways, uh, saying he needs a couple months to get ready. And uh, as long as they fight in a place like Abu Dhabi or uh, China or a couple like you know a few Middle Eastern countries without a uh, commission, he can fight. He can box with one eye, which I mean, it's it's a uh, pretty true, you know. Uh, let's get this fight going on like an Indian reservation or something. Uh, Bisping doesn't even have to go through with a medical check. Let's get Bisping on all the EPO we possibly can and uh, let him beat up Jake Paul for 12 rounds. I think that's a, that's a great idea. That's the best idea that Jake Paul's people have had in the years now. All righty. Uh, we've got fights this weekend in addition to the fights last weekend and our lovely news items. So the main event uh, right now is Jessica Andrade and Amanda Lemos uh, this Saturday. Decent enough card. I'll run it down for you. Uh, yeah, no interesting news with regards to... Uh... Oh, Demir Hadzovic was going to fight Steve Garcia. That's interesting. And uh, Hadzovic had visa issues. Eh, that sucks. But they uh, release a bout order, so I'll go down the main card. The first fight is going to be Manel Kopp versus Sumu Mudaerji. I don't even want to... Let's just not even say his name again. Uh... Really, really good fight. This is going to be a great fight. Sleeper fight for probably the best on the main card. Uh, two ranked flyweights. They're going to fight their heart out. Uh, those flyweights always fight like their jobs. <laughs> jobs are on the line when they uh, when they uh, go at it. Manel Cop two and two in the uh, UFC. Slow start, but uh, starting to build a really, really interesting resume. So uh, keep a pin in that one. Make sure you're sitting down for the uh, first fight of the cards this Saturday. Uh, Macy Barber versus Montana De La Rosa. I think... Yeah, how can... This is another... Uh, this is a fight where the, the question... The, the question revolving around it all is how can Macy Barber clutch defeat from the jaws of victory this time? Uh, lost to... Uh, <laughs> had some recent very embarrassing uh, skid. Lost to... Uh, the now retired Roxanne Bonaferri lost to Alexa Grasso, won a split decision over Miranda Maverick that has been much maligned uh, in the moment and uh, since since that decision. Uh, Montana De La Rosa, not exactly a uh, world beater. It'll be an interesting fight. I don't think that Macy Barber is like a can or something, but uh, they were definitely <laughs> lining up uh, some of the easier girls for uh, Macy to fight. Uh, next fight on the card is uh, Charles Jordan versus uh, Lando Venata. Really good fight. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, Lando moved down to a featherweight. Very, very interesting. Former unranked uh, lightweight killer. Jordan, also really, really good. Oh, okay. okay. Lando Venata's featherweight debut was in his last fight, so I probably just missed that one. But uh, Venata, always a showman, always going to put on a uh, great performance. And Charles Jordan, really, really game. So that's going to be a good, good trap. Clay Guida versus Claudio Puelles. Uh Clay Guida is on a very, very, very interesting run right now as the old, as the old man of the lightweight division. Uh, he was the uh, 
inaugural strike force lightweight champion if that gives you an idea of how long this guy has been fighting for uh always very very game uh lots and lots of red red and green on his record and uh you'd think that uh, at, at however old he is i mean he's 40 that he'd be starting to slow down but nope Still picking up, you know, still fought three times in 2021, won twice. Uh, just chugging along full steam ahead. Uh, I, I love it a lot. Beat a, put a pace on Leonardo Santos in his last fight and choked him out. Uh, he's fighting Claudio Puelas, who uh, has put together a couple interesting wins in the lightweight division recently. But uh, he's going to be a good scrap. Uh, Clay Guida, 37-21 and 21 record. Uh, yeah, could you imagine 58 total fights? Uh, slowly creeping up on uh, Alexi Olenek from last week weekend. Uh, won his 60th fight. But uh, yeah, Guida, the grappling, the striking, incredibly intelligent. Uh, he really, it's just that like octagon experience that he's uh, a couple steps ahead of some of these uh, younger fighters. So going to be a really, really interesting fight. Co-main event. Oh, this one is so, so mean. Such a mean fight to make. Uh, originally, Alexander Romanoff, 15-0. Uh, and 0, Great streak in the division, heavyweight division recently. Uh, he was scheduled to fight Tanner Bozer. And uh, I still thought that uh, Romanoff was probably going to uh, clean, clean the uh, floor with his kid. But uh, Bozer dropped out of the fight. And the recently cut Chase Sherman was uh, re-signed a couple days ago. Uh, basically, I think like a week's notice, maybe less than a week's notice for this one. Uh, insane. So uh, the fight's still intact, but I have a feeling that Romanoff is going to just put a pace on Chase Sherman, beat him up, get him out of there quick, and uh, look for a number on his name in his, uh, before his next fight. The uh, main event... This is probably, to be completely honest, if you're uh, interested in the future of the uh, women's strawweight division, probably the most interesting fight on the card for you, uh, Lemos versus Andrade. Uh, so Amanda Lemos is five. She's 5-0 uh, and oh in the uh, UFC strawweight division. Uh, she's picked up a good submission win, a couple of TKO wins. Uh, she's very skilled, very credentialed, but uh, she got her number 10 ranking in the division off of a very, very, very shady split decision win uh, over Angela Hill. It's her most recent fight, and I think uh, it was something like 10 out of 11 uh, media members scoring fights uh, scored the fight for Angela Hill. Interesting. And I mean, I know she's a good, good, good fighter, but come on, man. It's Jessica Untrash. We're talking about Jessica Untrash. And, uh, she, I mean, she's literally still the number one ranked flyweight. She could stay in that division and keep fighting. Uh, she, but she came to run strawweight to kick ass and take names. Uh, her striking, the power in her hand is, like, unlike any other uh, female fighter you could watch besides, like, Cyborg or Amanda Nunes. Uh, she's won at three different weight classes. She's got uh, finishes at bantamweight, flyweight, and strawweight. Incredible, incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, can literally pick you up and spike you on your head. Insane stuff. But uh, 
it's a tactical uh, decision for Andraj, I believe. Uh, she's moving back down to st- straw weight because she lost, uh, got beat up when she uh, fought uh, um, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Shevchenko, absolute queen, love her forever. Uh, beats up every single girl who they line line up to fight her. So I'm thinking that Andraj is looking to go back to straw weight because right now Rose Namajunas is champion. She's beat Rose once before. Uh, Rose won a rematch, a three-round uh, fight against her, but uh, Andraj had basically punched her like cheekbone off of her face by the end of that fight. And if it was five rounds, I think it would have uh, gone a lot differently. So I think uh, Andraj, she's uh, smells the blood in the water. She's trying to uh, be a champ again. She wants that gold. Uh, I mean, honestly, man, the only girls that she's lost to are the girls ahead of her in the women's pound for pound rankings. She's 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 very very good. And uh, I know, I know. I predicted uh, Luke uh, wipe the floor with Bilal last week. I'm still apologizing to Aljamain. I can't be out here making radically incorrect predictions multiple weeks in a row. Uh, but I think Jessica Andrade takes this one on over uh, Amanda Lemos pretty much for certain. Uh, other than that, that's the whole card. Nothing else really interesting to talk about. Uh, Rob Font versus Ch- and Cheeto Vera are fighting next weekend. I'll be uh, back to talk about that. And uh, I think that's about it for the uh, frequency today. Jorge Mazadal is still going to prison. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.